God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And, and when you just journey through that psalm, you just think this is just giving you the solid rock that you need to stand on, that, uh, that we're to trust in, 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 in an unchanging God in a changing world. And not wanting to kind of wish away the time that we've got, but trying to seek the Lord in that and, and say, you know, what, what Lord are you trying to teach me? Welcome to the Keswick Convention Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Redeemed, and we have two guests this time. Welcome to Phil Moore and Colin Webster. Hello, chaps. Hello there, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Colin, you go way back with Keswick. Tell us a little bit about that. That makes me sound like a dinosaur. (laughs) Well, yes, my my first involvement with Keswick was uh, back in 1987, not 1887, 1987. And it was when the salt mine band, which uh, I, I was a part of, were invited by Tim Buckley, who used to actually lead the worship with a small orchestra uh, at the Keswick Convention. And so he felt that, that you know, we needed to try and uh, um, uh, start using contemporary music. So he invited us in and uh, we had a drum kit, electric guitars, etc. And I can just remember some of those uh, first conventioners coming in and looking at this drum kit almost in utter horror. And I just remember this one lady turning around and she says, Mabel, it's not going to be the same this year. <laughs> and uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a shock to their system, but we, we played uh, very sensitively. And I think by the end of the day, we had actually won them over because even some of the uh, uh, elderly folks were coming up onto the stage to play the drums, to have a little uh, tinker around. I know, could you imagine? That was after wow. the convention was over, of course. Phil, you've been joining in a, a more recent capacity. Definitely don't go back quite as far as Colin does, but uh, for the last 10 years or so, uh, I've been involved in uh, playing and helping Colin really lead the sung worship at Keswick, and that's been a great joy. It's always been a privilege to be there and a great encouragement to me. And when you're not leading from the stage at Keswick, what does your life look like? That can be answered in and out of COVID. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, I'm married to Jill. We've got two young boys. That entertains much of our time. Uh, for work, I work uh, with Colin, actually. We both work at Cornerstone Church in Nottingham. I lead up the, the youth ministry, so the 11 to 18s work, as well as the as overseeing the music ministry as well, with a little bit of help from Colin in that. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, likewise, I, I work at Cornerstone Church. I'm one of the ministers here. Uh, my main brief is in uh, the area of evangelism, pastoring, as well as doing some of the preaching. And uh, I'm married to Vicky, who's a doctor, working on that front line at the moment. And um, I have two sons, James, who's up at Durham University uh, in his first year. And my other son, Ben, is uh, is looking to go to university next year, just finishing off his final year of sixth form. And Phil, you're going to be going off... I think you're doing some recording today. Yeah, so we so we we've been uh, really encouraged, really, over the last um, few months to to be. <laughs> we began thinking about Christmas quite early this year, um, just with the the mindset that actually Christmas is going to be very different. I think for for all of us, no matter what the restrictions that are in place uh, locally might be, um, actually we we felt that that we wanted to do something which would support and enable 
churches, maybe smaller churches particularly in mind uh, with their online worship. So initially we, we decided to record some uh, Christmas carols, traditional carols, and a few new songs, which would be uh, videos uh, that churches could use in their live streams and in-person meetings. And uh, amazingly, actually 10 of those, Jonathan Carswell got in touch, as he as he does, and he uh, he asked if, if, if they could produce a CD which would go out more widely as a kind of evangelistic resource. Um, a kind of carol service on a CD to be able to post through the doors of your your neighbours, your friends, put in your Christmas cards, and uh, they are stacking them high and selling them cheap on ten of those websites for just one pound each. I think if you buy a hundred copies of that, and so we're really excited to see the potential for the gospel uh, missionally as well as an encouragement to local churches uh, through this Home for Christmas project. Tell me, how did that originally come to be? The problem with Colin and I is we tend to wake up every morning with five ideas like that. And uh, it's trying to work out which ones are actually achievable and going to make, going to happen. Uh, I guess that kind of goes back to um, the, the start of lockdown. Uh, our friend Ollie Knight, who's leading worship at week three, I believe, of Keswick, uh, God willing, next year. And he started something called Come and Sing With Me as a daily uh, kind of worship, sung worship time and Bible and prayer devotional time each morning. And uh, along the way, I, I kind of got involved with that. I met, I've never met Ollie in person, actually, but I, I met him uh, online doing doing a seminar. And uh, he asked if I would help him write a couple of songs for his lockdown album, which is out. Uh, which is definitely worth checking out if you've not if you've not got a copy of that or or heard it just yet, and uh, so we did a Kickstarter. He did a Kickstarter for that, and so I was kind of inspired really by the the potential to do something which was a crowdfunded project, and and that was um, that that came to be through through uh, doing a Kickstarter, and uh, we raised all the funds to be able to pay those who have lost out on um, some paid work. People particularly in the kind of media and uh, music industry who have lost out on paid work during this pandemic which has been such a, a hard time for so many people and so that was the the, the, the original trigger I, I guess I woke up one day and thought can I do something which would be able to serve local churches in this difficult time where you know I think in September certainly people were beginning to think about what does what does it look like to have an in-person gathering where I think a lot of churches would normally in normal times be thinking about Christmas maybe in, in August September October and really I think a lot of churches are only beginning to think about what Christmas is going to look like and uh, so we kind of wanted to say Here, here's something uh, use a resource use it freely available online uh, just to try and make Christmas a little bit easier this year and that was the harm. I imagine that has been quite a journey to bringing some of those songs to be. Is there a particular song that you really are heartened by when you hear it or that's been a particular journey for you to bring it to be? Yeah, uh, so for this project, um, I, I, I think that the Home for Christmas idea, which was actually an idea uh, as a title by one of our colleagues, a guy called Rue Miller, who works on the team here at Cornerstone, just thought about, you know, actually, we we are going to be at home for Christmas, most likely, whatever that might look like. Uh, and and for some people, being home for Christmas is something which fills them with uh, with fear, anxiety. They, they're, they're kind of troubled by that thought. And, and I guess we also thought about what, what does it look like to, to be home, um, you know, I guess, spiritually? What does it look like to be home, you know, safely with the security of the knowledge of the hope of the gospel, you know, that we will be with Jesus 
forever at home with him if you like uh, and so we've written a song uh, I've written a song actually with Tim Chester who has been involved with Keswick for many years called uh, Welcome Home which really goes through the journey of, of Jesus you know in, in the stable and, and also kind of weaving in for us what does it look like for us to be welcomed home by God's and us to welcome Jesus into our home as well this Christmas so yeah I'm really excited about sharing that one in in the weeks and months ahead Hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be able to hear from you in week one of Keswick 2021. But Keswick Ministries is really keen on helping people to hear God's word, to become like God's son and to serve in God's mission. And for you both, did you come to know Jesus when you were a child or was there a particular period of growth for you as you grew up to know him? So I, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, my mother went to church and, and encouraged us to go uh, to, to, to church. Um, and uh, when I was about 12 years old, I had the option as to whether to play football or to continue going to church. So I, choose, I chose football. Uh, and I dismissed God uh, for probably about, the, well, the next uh, eight years of my life. And then I started to think about God when I was working offshore in the oil industry. I was part of a drill crew and uh, I was earning a good amount of money. But I started to question, is, is just climbing up the ladder of success all there is to life? And I did start to sit down and question things. And thankfully, a, a chemistry teacher who happened to be a Christian just got alongside me and started answering some of the difficult questions that I had. And it really intrigued me uh, about the evidence behind the, the Christian faith. And so at the age of perhaps about 22, 23, uh, I gave my life to Christ. And actually, I gave up the oil industry and ended up going straight into Christian work almost almost within six months. Was that similar for you, Phil, or different? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, somewhat different. Um, I'm really, really thankful that I, I grew up in, in a home where I was taught to know and love the Lord. And you know, that was such a precious gift uh, growing up. And, and, and in a church which just had a thriving youth and children's ministry. Uh, and I'm so thankful to, to those who kind of entrusted the gospel to me, passed it on uh, faithfully. Um, I, I think my story is, is really kind of connected with with music and sung worship. You know, I I, I was I was put in a position where I, where I was asked to be involved in in kind of playing music in church at a very young age. I think I started playing piano in church when I was about ten or eleven, and uh, we we yeah I was kind of ruled out for the children's songs. It's like let's have a child lead the children's songs, <laughs> but I loved it. It was probably one of the best things. I remember the first time I ever played the piano in church I kind of I, I, I played a couple of wrong notes or something like that and I went down and sat down beside my mum and said I'm never ever doing that ever again <laughs> as you do as a kind of young child don't you you kind of make these things but I think along the way it was just it was it was music again and again I feel like music was the glue that kept me going which which kept me kind of coming back to church and, uh, you know, I would go morning and evening to church mainly to hear the songs and hear the church sing. Uh, and I remember aged about 13, uh, you know, I, I, there's not a kind of particular point really where I can remember there being this was when I became a Christian. I felt like I was always a Christian, I guess. But I remember age 13 uh, when that, that song by Tim Hughes, Here I Am to Worship, uh, Light of the World, You Step Down Into Darkness. And, and one of the lines of that song which says, uh, you know, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon the cross. 
And I think I think it just hit me at age 13 at that point, just the, the weight of what Christ had done for me, for my sin. Mm. And, and that, that happened, uh, and a great joy really to be involved with music ministry all the way through kind of those teenage years and the highs and the lows and the challenges of that. Um, but that's been the thing that's kept me going in my faith really massively as an encouragement. It has been a tough season at the moment for so many. What bits of scripture are keeping you going? Um, I guess for me, it's uh, it's Psalm 46, uh, which is that tremendous uh, psalm that begins, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And um, when you just journey through that psalm, you just think this is just giving you the solid rock that you need to stand on, that uh, that we're to trust in, 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 in an unchanging God in a changing world. Um, he... Uh, is faithful uh, he is secure uh, and and so it's just really focusing in on the Lord although for me personally as well I, I I personally keep on praying more than ever for the return of Christ uh, that is just something that is being birthed more and more into my own heart is praying for the Lord's return uh, but until then we still need to tell people the good news of Jesus Christ of sins forgiven through Christ. Um, and that is the essential thing of continuing to do the work of the Lord until such time that he returns. Hence, Phil's uh, Christmas project is so essential because actually Christmas is the easiest invite you can give to people. Um, so, yeah, this is still a season for us not to be uh, cower away into a corner, but actually to continue all the more as we see the day approaching, as the Lord says, but to go out and tell people the good news of Christ. So it, it, for me, it's, it's still a season of, of telling, and if not, with more urgency. Mm, absolutely. Phil, is there a particular passage for you? Yeah, I, I think I keep coming back to the passages of Scripture in this time, which is so difficult, I think, for church musicians and, and all of us, really, as, as Christians, where we we have restrictions on singing in in the church and um you know we when we're at home we can sing as loud as we want to but when we're in the church buildings obviously we're, we're kind of currently not able to do that and uh, i think all of that has given just a fresh me fresh eyes for those that passage in, in ephesians 5 which says sing and make music from your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, firstly, obviously, the thankfulness aspect. You know, what what keeps what keeps me going through this time, I think, is is looking and reminding myself of all those things that I'm thankful for. You know, the gift of family, the gift of of being able to get out and the sun shining, and, and being able just to have some time outdoors and appreciate God's creation and and all of those things. But but where we where we have restrictions on singing, we, we remember we make the most of singing where we can sing. You know, we can sing at home. We can absolutely sing in the streets, can't we? When we're walking around, but but we can also sing from our hearts to the Lord. And I think we need to think about what that means. What does it mean for us to sing from our hearts? You know, giving thanks in our hearts, that reminding ourselves the songs which kind of pr- help us preach the gospel to ourselves, remind ourselves of all that God's done for us and to us. I, I think this is a significant time. I can't wait to hear a congregation sing again. Mm. I can't wait to hear the Keswick congregation singing again, uh, you know, with thousands gathered. Uh, we long for that day. 
but but I think we long more for the day when we are are with Christ forever. As Colin said, you know, where we can we can stand in the multitudes and and sing, "Worthy is the Lamb." You know, what a day that will be. Say it is that day we are able to sing together with our brothers and sisters from around the world and across all time. What will you be excited or ready to ask Jesus? I, I want to know, you know, when it says Jesus and his disciples went and sang a hymn, you know, it, it is, there's part, when, when you see Jesus singing or the kind of passage in Zephaniah, when you see, you know, the God, God singing over his people, I want to know what God was singing. What was Jesus singing? And I want to sing that song. I think for me, I've always wondered what did the original original melodies to the Psalms sound like? Because we've got no notation, of course, no recordings. Uh, we've got no idea how, how each of them sounded. Um, so th- I guess that's a curiosity. Uh, it might not be the most important question I think I would <laughs> ask him, because actually I think the first few thousand years I'll be just awestruck. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think that's a, that's just a curiosity. I, I'd, I'd like to know what did this what did the original so- song sound like? Or indeed, what does "seller" mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Is it a pause? <laughs> Is there something you've been particularly? challenged by i guess this season is challenging but is there something you've been able to wrestle through or that you're bringing to the lord at the moment that you're seeking to grow in your understanding of what it's like to be like god's son i think still the challenge being a pastor is thinking about some of the uh the the older folks in our congregation being either isolated and on their own, so so not even able to have the the face to face contact that we are at, at the moment. Well, up up until this weekend, we we were able to still gather socially distanced, uh, and and were unable to to sing. But but to to be able to sing again uh, and just to hear us all uniting in our voices, and to be able to actually handshake people, touch people embrace people you know it, it it almost breaks my heart to think that some people might never have another hug before they take their last breath and uh, so so I find that as a pastor really hard and that's why uh, you know we, we, we yeah we, we we try our best to to call people on a weekly basis who we think are on their own um, and and to try and speak words uh, of encouragement to pray with them. What about for you, Phil? Yeah, I, I think there's all sorts of things, aren't there, that that all of us have kind of wrestled with during this time, and you know, of uncertainty, anxiety. Um, I think for me, one of you know, as I look at the kind of the um, the this the uh, the fruits of the spirit, and you know, you see love, joy, patience, kindness, and you know, I think what what often sticks out for me is is patience, and I think that's something that 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 in this time, especially, you know, when we were in the the midst of of that long lockdown period at the start of this year, just not knowing when things were going to change, you know, the kind of endurance, perseverance, and patience, and 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 not wanting to kind of wish away the time that we've got but trying to seek the lord in that and and say you know what what lord are you trying to teach me in in this time as i long for that day you know making the most of this day and uh, mm-hmm. yeah i i think you know I, my heart goes out to 
to church leaders really across the country, those maybe who are quite isolated, who have to make difficult decisions, often alone or, or with a very small team. And, you know, we're thankful, I guess, as part of a big church, we do have a big team and community. And, and uh, you know, as we've said with, with the project that we're doing for Christmas, you know, wanting to do all that we can to support those around us who are, are maybe less less well supported where they are and even if that is a gift of prayer you know it was a wonderful joy last night to to pray in in our final service before before this next period of closure um for for some of our international workers serving god on the other side of the world in very difficult situations but pray for the the peace and the endurance of god in their lives as they you know in the midst of a global pandemic travel and, and, and navigate to the other side of the world where their home has been lost and all sorts of terrible situations during this time. Um, you know, you think about your own experience and you think, well, actually, you know, it, compared to what they're going through, you know, there, there's little hardship here. Um, but, but you know, actually, it, it's hard, isn't it, for each one of us to, to, to be able to weigh that up in the midst of everything because you see these things towering in front of us. Uh, just praying, I guess, as, as we struggle on that we would you know, keep going. Uh, and there's a lovely little story uh, for Martin Lloyd-Jones uh, at, at the end of his service. You know, there was this, this chap who, who, who used to go travel up to, to Westminster Chapel to, to hear. He wanted to find out what does Martin Lloyd-Jones say to people on the way out of church? What is his, his like, little kind of greeting on the way out of church? And uh, he sat and he, he, he listened to, to, to Martin Lloyd Jones as as he kind of people came up and said you know thank you for the sermon and and he would keep on greeting these people on the way out the door with the same two words and the two words were keep on keep mm. on and uh, you know the guy I think the guy who was listening to it just thought you know well, is that really all that a great man like Martin Lloyd Jones would be able to say to someone but then he kind of realised obviously you know actually that's all we ever need here you know keep on keep going. How has your perspective changed over this season? You've got more time to perhaps pause and weigh up uh, your priorities uh, when when you're faced with uh, the challenges that we have. You work out what is the most valuable thing to you. And uh, I think the thing that I come back down to is my, is my faith and trust in the Lord, is that uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but but actually the Lord's is is uh, the one constant in this entire universe and just to hold on to him and trust him is this how you expected jesus to have you serve him during this season i don't think this is how anyone thought 2020 was going to work out you know i I think along the way uh you know if you if you had said to us a couple of years ago that you know 2020 was going to be a year where you know six months of it or eight months of it you know you're going to be uh, staying at home, you're not going to be able to do church for extended periods of time. You know, uh, I, I'm not sure we would have kind of warmly jumped into that experience. Um, but you know, it, it's just been wonderful to see one both the opportunities that God has has enabled us to have. You know, aren't we just so thankful for Zoom and YouTube and being able to 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 do what we can do online and and share in in those in those ways, you know, as a church. It's not the same and people get frustrated with it and Zoom fatigue and all of those things, but it's just it it's such a joy to have some kind of connection with people. 
and along the way, you know, where church has been able to to meet physically, even for times of, of a kind of prayer or acts of worship or, or services without singing. Yeah, we can think about the list of things we can't do. But but I thank God and thank Jesus for what he's enabled us to do and you know, the, mm. the, the opportunities and the creativity that we've been able to, you know, have a go at things. You know, it might not work out, but that's OK. You know, we can try something different next week and and more than ever you know so for someone like me who just loves the creative aspect and Colin as well you know, to be able to have a go at doing you know a an evangelistic course online on zoom and seeing people near and far engage with that uh you know what what great joy and to have messages from people coming in who had never been able to engage with one of our services or one of our mornings of, of, of worship from the other side of the world who has been encouraged by that time you know what a great joy that the reach of the gospel in some ways has increased and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think it's been a, a, a steep learning curve for every pastor. Um, and uh, although we might be th- uh, frustrated by the circumstances we're in, we've been forced to, to think outside of the box as to how can we still get the message out there. And uh, so um, Phil mentioned about uh, some of our evangelistic courses. Uh, we run a course at Cornerstone called Curious, which takes people uh, on a over a four-week journey from Genesis to Jesus, just to in, uh, investigate the the essentials of the gospel uh, message, and uh, I've now run three of those during the lockdown. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of one just now, and I can remember the second one that I ran back in June. I was asking people. I said, "Oh, by the way, which part of Nottingham do you live in?" And and this lady said, "Well, I live in uh, a place called." Uh, uh, Churchill and I said I don't know recognize that part of Nottingham and she says oh it's because it's in Somerset and I realized that this mother and daughter had somehow heard about our course and was able to do it from a totally different part of the country and uh, and actually on the course that I'm currently running I've got someone up in Scotland tuning in and doing the course so it's tremendous and also the reach of our services uh, we, you know, we're discovering that there's people listening in all sorts of different parts uh, of of the the UK, um, and there are people that that have been tuning in to the church services who do live in Nottingham, who would never have come to the church, but that but firmly intend to come to the church once lockdowns are, are over. So it's it is actually a a bit of a a blessing in disguise, I think. And for us as a church, we may well consider to carry on using live streaming even once we're able to, to gather again, because we recognize that some of the elderly who might be ill on any, any particular uh, occasion might still be able to tune in and, and see the service. So there's, there's, there's multiple benefits uh, that have come out of a, a huge minus, as it were. I'm so heartened to hear your positives on that. It's so easy. I think our Britishness ever encourages us to grumble and that the Bible's quite straight and not grumbling, but often we don't know what to fill that emptiness with. But it's good to to seek out and realise just how many positives actually have been in there. Not to just stick a fake silver lining on it, but to see how the Lord's hand is still at work um, and cheer and champion and maybe, yeah, set up a Zoom course if it hasn't already been done in your local church family. And... 
Lord willing, we will be together in person, but it might still be virtually Keswick in 2021. In the middle of the July, the first week of Keswick, you both are seeking to lead us in sung worship. That's the 17th to the 23rd of July. The topic is faithful. Do you have any broad brushstrokes or any particular things that you're looking forward to or you're excited about for that week? It's always just a joy being in that in that environment, isn't it, at, at Keswick? You, you've got the, the beauty of the surroundings. So creation is, is encouraging you to praise the Lord. Then the gathered congregation singing, that encourages you in your praising of the Lord. And then the richness of the word of God that is preached so faithfully at Keswick. Wow, it's just a feast. Uh, and so I, I guess it, it feels like a giant wedding invitation, isn't it, that you could not let go of. Uh, and, and that's why I just, I, I love Keswick. I love the people that attend there. Every time I, I lead worship there and with Phil, we, we always just remind folks, this is our congregation for this week. We are there to serve them and to serve them as best as we possibly can. Um, I, I just love everything about the convention, the people that go there, the heart of the whole message and ministry. It's so uplifting. This is a huge uh, fueling station that can uh, be a feast for people and last them through through the year, really. So I, ho- I really hope it goes ahead. And hopefully it, it inspires us to write songs as well when we hear uh, about themes. So I, I think our... our, our uh, uh, our, our writing juices are sort of going to be uh, hard at work trying to craft some songs that might be of blessing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just such a joy to be in, in the Lake District and, uh, you know, on that new site, God willing, uh, by the Pencil Factory. And, you know, just, just so excited over the years to see the Derwin Project take off and, and where that's got to now. And, you know, obviously got got a few years to go in terms of completion. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just such a joy. You know, I, I've had the privilege over the years of taking our family to go along, um, my wife and the boys to engage with the, the kind of children's work as well as um, as getting that great Bible teaching. There's just something for everyone, isn't there? And, you know, so yes, we're going to serve, um, but we're also going to receive. And uh, we always receive um, abundantly every time we go. So we're really thankful. And also to our listener, if I may say, who knows what 2021 will look like. But if all does go ahead as hope, then we will need some 2021 convention volunteers. So if you are looking for a way to serve this summer or know someone uh, that is, then each year Keswick relies on 650 volunteers to make the convention happen. And that's over a whole number of different roles. So there might be one for you or for a family member. So you can go to Get Involved on the Keswick Ministries website if you would like to find out more about that. But Colin and Phil, where might we be able to hear more of you up until, Lord willing, Keswick Convention 2021? Yeah, so you can check out our website. We've got a a website where we've got um, uh, links to some of our our songs, both uh, kind of PDFs of, of lead sheets and places where you can pick up sheet music and that. And that's cornerstone, dot cornerstoneworship.co.uk and there's plenty of things on there uh, for many years uh, of of making music together the other thing to check out would be our our YouTube channel which is uh, Cornerstone Worship UK Uh, we're also on Facebook Twitter, Instagram under a similar title uh, and uh, you'll be able to pick that up 
uh, I, I'm continuing to to lead a, a weekly uh, come and sing with me morning on a Tuesday morning, 8.30 till 9am and that's on our Facebook page and on our YouTube page as well. And uh, so if you'd like to be encouraged by uh, that daily time, there's various people picking that up a different day of the week, but on a Tuesday morning, I'm doing that. And if you want to hear more from Keswick, keswickministries.org is the place to go. Phil and Colin, it has been a real joy to be with you. Thank you so much. And to our listener, it'll be me or James Carey back with you, and we'll speak to you next time.